Humans, 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 humans. It's that time we've been waiting for. The Sydney Hollis Show. Audio. Halloween. Costume. Contest. Presented by Truck and Son. Olympics name? Shouldn't you be playing Thriller or something Halloweenish? Zed? No, no. All right, let's just jump right into it. Coming at you first with our first costume, our first audio costume in the inaugural Sydney Hollis Show audio costume contest. Pat in Chicago, let's go. Sid, it's your boy Pat from Chicago. Pretty excited for uh, this Halloween audio costume contest. Um, you know, I was running through some ideas in my mind and maybe like a lot of us, like seems like movie characters just are a great inspiration for a Halloween costume. So for me, coming from Chicago, I think I got to go with a 1988 film uh, that was filmed here in Chicago called Above the Law, Steven Seagal, uh, character named Nico Toscani, who is a tough Chicago cop here uh, that's fighting some organized crime, some nefarious characters in Chicago. Um, so I'd go as Nico Toscani. Um, the costume is pretty simple. It's um, tight blue jeans, a black tank top or Dago tee, ribbed tank, tight, um, a leather jacket, and slicked back hair uh, and a black boot. That is the outfit that Nico Toscani wears most of the movie when he's running around the Chicago streets kicking ass and taking names. There you go. Happy Halloween. And happy Halloween to you, Pat. Wow. I mean, right out of the gate, great costume. Seagal, 88, Chicago, above the law. Folks, I have the benefit of having my PC, my laptop, my personal computer right in front of me. I'm able to see the inspiration for many of, if not all of these costumes. You you're driving, you're at work, you're for a you're for a jog, you're going for a jog, you're you're baking, you've got your hands in raw pork. You can't just go touch your phone and browse the web. You've got your hands in flour. Maybe you're doing an egg wash, you know, you've got your hands in in raw egg and flour. So this is an audio medium. Will our Halloween quilt be available on sydneyhollisshow.com, your favorite time waster? Yes. Will it be available as soon as you can hear this podcast? No. You know, it's, it's, it's almost a one-person operation around here. It's me doing the recording, the editing, the gabbing. Well, you guys are doing a lot of the gabbing as well. We've got Veronica, chief marketing strategist. We've got Frizz Beachley, the AI, who's been rather absent lately. Perk up, Frizz. He just raised a brow as best an AI can. So you're just going to have to bear with me. I know I've been promising you some quilts lately. We will have our Halloween costume quilt. We will have 
our men's blouses quilt and our Halloween costumes quilt up by Halloween proper Monday, October 31st. But for now, this is first and foremost an audio medium. You've got your hands in raw pork. You've got your hands in raw beef. You can't just surf the web. You're driving. It would be irresponsible. You're at work. You just can't. You're raking leaves. This is an audio Halloween costume contest. Audio is where it lies. So, Pat, thank you for the submission. Nico Toscani, 88, above the law. It's Seagal. Folks, he's ripped in this one. He looks great in this film. Very muscly. Nice blue jeans. Not too loose, not too tight. I think Pat may have said tight. Certainly the tank top is tight. It's well-fitting, but it's not in that way. You know, modern men, a lot of modern men, they don't want to do the work. They don't want to hit the weights. They don't want to carve. So what do they do? They buy a tank top two sizes too small to look bigger. Well, you're not fooling anyone. You know, go only takes one look at Arnold and pumping iron in that stringer tank he's wearing. It's loose as a goose, but there ain't no doubt about it. He's ripped. And Seagal here is no exception. The tank is tight because he's ripped. Great costume. Great idea. Great throwback. It would be fun to be at a costume party and people say, what are you? I'm Nico Toscani. Keeping the streets of Chicago, Chicago land, safe from organized crime. Albeit my tricky relationship with that. You see, in the trailer... He's a retired Vietnam Marine. He also has family ties to the mob. But this guy's a cop. And no one is above his law. Pat, great submission. Happy Halloween to you. Okay, moving on. Let's, uh, let's go from Central Time in Illinois. Let's take a direct flight down to Savannah, GA. Check in with Mug Club number one. Mr. Michael from Savannah. You know, he's got something for us up his sleeve. Take it away. Humans, my pop culture Halloween costume is Frank Buffet Sr., who is Phoebe's the least explored friend on the show, Friends, father. I chose this character as I believe he was the template for any male professor at Hogwarts. See the attached video. His scarf color scheme, glasses, overcoat, and hair must have been an inspiration for J.K. Rowling's idea of how a male academic in the wizard world should look. His discipline would have been more potion-based than wand work, from what I can tell. And by the way he keeps his gloves on while inside, he is a germaphobe. Boom shakalaka. Frank Buffet. Senior, might I add. Phoebe does have a brother who's named Frank Jr. Folks, you know I love like kind of a random character. My examples I kept giving you were Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights and some one-off actor that none of us will ever know the name of who played Raymond from uh, a sp particular early episode of Seinfeld. Raymond, a massage therapist. You guys know I love kind of a, a non-central cast member for this kind of a thing. And this is no exception. Wow, right out of the gate. Phoebe's dad, least explored friend 
according to Michael. Not wrong about that, you know? In later years, we had to watch her get, like, hitched to Paul Rudd. You know, while Ross and Rachel got to continue their love affair, and we had to watch Monica and Chandler get watered down and Joey get prepared to be in a spinoff. But those are the later years. Let's remember the good times. Frank Buffet. He's got this hair. It's like a... He looks like the music teacher in The Simpsons or something. The hair goes... It's a receding hairline a bit. The, the actor is Bob Balaban. He played one of the judges in, um, if not the chancellor, in Best in Show. He's got these great round glasses, very Harry Potter-esque, a film that I've only ever seen bits and pieces of, a book series I've never read. But he does have a nice brown overcoat, a scarf with stripes on it, Nice tie. He does look very much like an academic. And again, this hair, it's like something that Beethoven might have or something. Great outfit. Wow, gloves indoors. Now, that's a guy that doesn't want to be found. I mean, it took him a while to come forward as Phoebe, as Phoebe's father. For all you friends heads out there, I am one, for better or for worse. I'll be there for you. And the show will always be there for me on some channel or some streaming platform in syndication. Frank Buffet, great call, germaphobe, <laughs> and surely the inspiration for all these wizards. Now, I don't know the difference between a spell wizard and a wand wizard, uh, but he looks like a pretty meek guy. Great character, great costume. That would be fun to explain all night as well. Thank you, Michael. Solid choice. Great eye for a nice brow-raising costume. All right, folks. Let's go from Savannah. Let's pop back up to New York. New York City, Greenpoint to be specific. It's Chris Howe. Chris in Greenpoint. Let's hear it. Oh, humans. So I, I figured out what I'm going to be for Halloween. I'm going as Gabe Walker from the movie Cliffhanger. Now, this is Sylvester Stallone's character. I'm going to be rocking out with a tall-ass baseball cap. Now, if you don't know what I mean, you got to watch the movie. But back then in the 80s and the 90s, they don't make them like this anymore. But these baseball caps were tall. Just the top of the hat, just rose a little bit higher like if you were to try and walk through a doorway you would just get knocked back on your ass because like your head wouldn't be able to fit through the doorway um and then i'll just pair that with a nice pair of aviator sunglasses and just a cozy winter jacket you know the type of outfit you can just walk out from a log cabin in the middle of december with a cup of coffee and just feel cozy. Um, and that's my costume, uh, humans. Have a lovely Halloween. Have a lovely Halloween. The way Chris says that, and thank you, Chris. The way Chris says that reminds me of uh, Christmas Vacation. 
Clark Griswold's uh, co-worker, confidant, comes by to check on him. Clark's nervous about the Christmas bonus. And uh, when his co-worker goes to leave, he goes, and have a very Merry Christmas. We will have a lovely Halloween. Thank you, Chris. Wow. Okay, Cliffhanger. 1993 action classic. Now, Chris really, really um, sold us on the hat here. And I think that's fun about any kind of an audio Halloween costume or any kind of just eccentric or I don't know what we would call this. Whatever type of Halloween costume contest this is. It's sometimes you latch on to one piece of it. Maybe it's a facial expression. Maybe it's a piece of the wardrobe. You know, something. In this case, the hat. He goes to describe these late 80s, early 90s ball caps that have a huge crown. And thank you, Chris. Because I'd forgotten about this era in time. I mean, not totally. It's somewhere in the reaches of my mind. But, you know, I had some ball caps growing up. I think the first time I was aware of a tall hat, I was about eight years old. And a friend's family uh, took me with them to Atlanta. Um, they, they brought me along as a playmate. And the dad in the family had a mesh ball cap of some kind. I can't remember the logo. But with a mesh ball cap, you can kind of see through it, right? And even as a youngster, I don't know how I was up high enough to see this, but as a youngster, I remember looking at his hat and seeing daylight, you know, from inside the hat, shining through the mesh, and was like, wow. You know, he's not wearing this hat all the way down on his head, the way I, just a young boy at the time, was doing. He wore it up tall, and, and it was a tall hat, if, I, if memory serves me correctly, but he wore it up tall, too. You know, tight, tight on the crown and up tall, enough where I saw daylight between the top of the hat and the top of the head. Stallone here playing Gabe Walker, no exception. I'm looking at, you know, some kind of a still from the movie. Stallone is wearing the band of the hat. You know, the lower band is three inches higher than his ear. Now, when I wear hats these days, unless I've got it cocked way back, you know, I'm going, it's, it's like underneath my ear, you know, the, the top of my lobe is cresting above the bend of the hat, nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10. He's wearing this thing three inches above the ear. So it's tight on the crown. It's already a tall crowned hat anyway. And yeah, <laughs> It's given our man a pretty, pretty long head. What a look. Certainly just, that's fun. That would be fun to wear all night. Get that thing nice and tight on the dome. You know, and you could, you could check in all night with that at a Halloween party. Just kind of pat the top, pat that little button at the top. Make sure it's not touching the head or anywhere close. You know, you want you want some clearance there. And his looks like a mesh back as well. So it would be nice for the onlookers to, to see some, some clearance in there. Now Stallone has pretty fluffy hair, so you know, maybe tough to see that. And of course, yes, a cozy look. He has these fur-lined jackets. 
And even his jacket in the action scenes, while he has one on, of course, he's shirtless for a lot of this cold weather film. Um, but yes, even his even his uh, his active jacket looks comfortable. It's a nice yellow, kind of a kind of a Carhartt yellow. Not a Carhartt though, but we all can identify with that shade by now, can't we? Stallone, dude, and of course, it goes without saying, he's ripped. Now, the villain in this movie, John Lithgow. I've never been a Lithgow fan, and I'm thinking this because this movie was my fir first exposure to the guy. I've always found him menacing and mean, and maybe that's unfair. I may have to, uh, may have to reevaluate. You know, you humans might have to toss a few Lithgow films at me. Not a third rock guy, please don't. But if you want to convert me to a Lithgow head the way Brendan and Savannah has tried to make me into a small dog guy, well, hit me with your best shot. Fire away. Chris, great costume, great memories, cliffhanger. It's got it all. And so a movie about the Rocky Mountains takes us due west to just underneath the Rocky Mountains, or maybe in them. Let's go check in with David in Boulder, shall we? For this Halloween, my audio costume, I want to dress up as Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. Grow myself a little crustache. Swoop my hair over to the side. Have myself some salmon-colored jeans, white t-shirt with some cigarettes rolled up in the sleeve. It'll be pretty all right. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear Matthew McConaughey himself just submitted to the Sidney Hollis show. And, you know, that's that's maybe something he would do. He did say in a, um, was it the Academy Awards? He did say in the Academy Awards speech once that he was his own hero. So it would be crazy for him not to submit the very first major role he ever got. Wooderson. And that's how it's listed on IMDb. Although Google's telling me the character's David Wooderson. How do you like that? Dave and Boulder, thank you. And love the impersonation. Great touch. Really leaning into the audio nature of an audio Halloween costume contest. Really love it. Now, Dave also, notable... Um, Men's blouse submitter. Um, he submitted Randall Pink Floyd from Dazed and Confused. So we know this movie is up there for him. Uh, loved calling the mustache a crustache. And the t-shirt that Matthew McConaughey is wearing, playing this iconic character. You know, I assumed that it was Charles Manson. Um just kind of a cursory look, but I decided to look it up. It's the album cover, Tooth, Fang, and Claw, from the seventh and final studio album of Ted Nugent's Amboy Dukes. So, how do you like that? Little interesting factoid. Thank you, David. Now, folks, you're wondering to yourself, this is a costume. We haven't even heard what the prize is yet. Well, well I'll, I'll divulge the prize. As we go along, you know, it's a little bit of me, a little bit you. All right, folks, while we're hanging out 
out west, what do you say we zip over to Utah, check in on Celeste in Park City? Hey, Sid, it's your sister, Celeste. Just calling in with my submission for your uh, costume contest. Um, I think that I would want to be Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell in the episode when she starts taking caffeine pills in order to do all of her studying and um, compete in this um, dance thing that she's doing. Um, anyway, in the episode, she becomes, I guess, addicted to the pills. And there's this one scene where Zach Morris comes to her room to get her ready to go to the dance thing. And I would be her in that moment. Um, so she is wearing a pretty simple outfit, just like a um, gray sweatshirt with kind of the collar um, cut off to where it just kind of curls in a little bit and um, black leggings with a little bit of a pattern. I think it's from like her um, dance, dance wear. Uh, and then white socks and white shoes. You can't really tell where the socks and shoes, socks end and shoes begin. So um, a crisp white on those, both the shoes and the socks. Um, I'd have to crimp my hair or I guess perm it. And she has a big black bow in her hair and um, makeup is done nicely. So that's what I'd be wearing. And the scene specifically is when she... Uh, is saying, I'm, she's starting to sing, I'm so excited, I'm so, so scared, and then starts crying. So anyway, um, a memorable moment for me, and I think it'd be a fun uh, Halloween costume to be. So that's what I'm going to be for the Sydney Hollow Show. Uh, happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween to you too, sis. Oh, my God. Spit take. Mouth not full version of a spit take whatever that is dark celeste very dark i'm i'm surprised i'm surprised in a great way nice dark submission of course we all know of this famous episode you know might qualify as a very special episode dealing with drugs Wow, I've never heard it told with such honesty. Uh, you know, Celeste, if you don't mind my saying, you were a great student in school. You also participated in dance. And you've always made great time for your studies. Graduated from honors in every uh, level of school you've done. And, you know, when you were in uh, grad school pursuing your doctorate, uh, you know, I came to visit you and Michael and Dayton and we got after it pretty hard. And then you would be up again at like six in the morning studying. It was incredible. So if anyone can relate to Jesse Spano here, my Lord. Now, this episode, you know, there's T-shirt companies out there. Busted tees, to name one. There's probably a million of them. I mean, you can just get anything made into a T-shirt now pretty easily. I've seen this episode lampooned. I've seen people wear a t-shirt that says, or I've seen a t-shirt for sale, rather. I think it was on Busted Tees. That says, I'm so excited, I'm so scared. But I've never heard it told with this fervor, this surprise. 
I like the darkness. It, you know, it's always been lampooned to me. I never considered the depths to which she was in. I love it. And Celeste, again, you know, the same with Chris Howe describing that hat and cliffhanger. When you describe the shoes and the socks being both a crisp white and you can't tell where one ends and one begins. Such specifics on the look. Love it. The makeup, the crimped, permed hair. Spano, dude. Always calling men pigs. How, how about that? Mentioned Charles Manson after the last submission. Now I'm mentioning pigs. Huh. There's nothing subliminal going on. Celeste, excellent submission. I really did do an LOL, a laugh out loud, and whatever a dry version of a spit take is. No Bud Light in front of me tonight, folks. Okay, where do we go from here? I think that's a song, but I've tried to look up the lyrics and I can't figure out what it is. Folks, you may be wondering to yourself, what order is this in? Well, it's in no real particular order. I've listened to each clip only once just because I needed to get them into the software. But I'm just as surprised by you guys on a lot of this stuff because I listened to it in haste and now I'm getting a real chance. So I'm just kind of mixing it up by location or just sort of that kind of a thing. But, you know, there's no... Rhyme or reason by the uh, the order we're getting these in. It's just kind of, uh, you know, we're just free-flowing and seeing where this thing takes us. Okay, from Park City, let's head back to NYC. Let's check in with your boy Brian. Brian in Manhattan. Brian in Murray Hill. Hey, Sid. This is Brian in Manhattan. Uh, submitting on behalf of Brian in Manhattan and Calvin in Manhattan. My son, it's his first Halloween. And so this is inspired by our real Halloween costume this year, but for our audio costume, we're going to go a little bit more all out. So we are going as Maverick and Goose. I've been growing out my mustache all month, uh, and uh, I'm going to be Goose. Calvin's going to be Maverick. When he rides in the carrier, it actually sort of does look like, you know, we're in like a shared cockpit or something. But for the audio contest, we're really going all out. So, you know... Since I don't actually have to make this, what I'm going to describe is, like, I've seen people on the internet do this where they build a really cool, like, F-14, cardboard F-14 that they can put over, like, a stroller. But I was thinking I would make one that, like, sort of hangs over my shoulders so that when we're walking around, he's in the carrier in front of me. It really looks like we're in that cockpit together. Um, so that would be one element of it. We'd probably also do a couple costume changes throughout the day because, you know, these guys have so many iconic looks. Uh, we'd have to do a beach volleyball thing where I'm in a white, you know, I don't know if I'd even call it a tank because I think it's more of a T-shirt with cut-off sleeves. Uh, and he's just in jeans. That is a look that he can, that he can definitely rock tummy out. Um, and then we'd also, the, the iconic one we'd have to get, we'd have to have someone take a picture of us from above, so it looks like we're inverted, given the bird. I wish it were a double bird. Maybe just for the costume contest, it's a double bird, but I think Maverick only gave the one bird uh, when he was, uh, quote-unquote, keeping up foreign relations up in the sky there. That uh, And Goose got a great Polaroid of it, so I guess we'd have to make sure our picture was a Polaroid, too. Uh, but, yeah, that's our that's our Truck and Sons audio contest. And... Uh, 
keep it up. Loving the podcast lately. Have a great week. Bye. Hey, dude, you have a great week, too. All right. You folks know I'm a Top Gun head. Many of you are Top Gun heads, too. Brian, glad to hear you're pulling off Top Gun in real life and in the audio format. We're going to talk audio format here. Love the idea for costume changes. You know, why not experiment with the looks? Love not calling that that uh, shirt a tank. I mean, it is sort of a, yeah, it's more of a sleeveless tee. Um, I certainly made one of those before, and it was, uh, I think, into my 30s when I finally got the, the gall to do something like that. Incorporating the double bird right in line with the show. <laughs> I love that you referred to you, part of one of your son's looks as belly out. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be belly out if I do my uh, Scotty costume from Boogie Nights. Uh, great idea with the, the canopy. You know, the jet look. That's kind of fun. And when you said carrier, I'm assuming you meant the little thing that you carry your son in on your on your front. But when you first said carrier, it made me think aircraft carrier. And it's just kind of a fun word to incorporate, you know, kind of kind of took me to a floating US naval base, even though you were probably talking about the child carrier. Hey, our brains go where they wish. Nice, Brian. And, uh, you know, don't forget. Don't forget. You can also uh, do a little great balls of fire. You, know, you can do some kind of a piano situation, too. You know, that may require your wife wearing a uh, beachy Meg Ryan costume. Not everyone in the world will be mad at that. Great suggestion or great costume. Brian, that's Brian in Murray Hill. Brian in Manhattan, everyone. And Calvin. Calvin in Manhattan. Well, let's make our way back down uh, I-95 there, just uh, from NYC to Savannah. Who knows? Maybe we just took an Amtrak train. Let's check in with our boy Drew. Drew in Savannah, you have the hideaway's attention. Hello, Sydney. Hello, humans. This is Drew from Savannah calling in with my audio... Halloween costume contest costume description. I am going to put on an oversized blousey, uh, oversized poor fitting dark gray suit. I'm going to shampoo my hair with no conditioner, get it real wispy. And I'm going to go around all night saying he barely touched him. Who am I? I'm Gordon Bombay, the reluctant hockey coach. From Mighty Ducks. Let's call it Mighty Ducks 1. He barely touched him. That's it. I'm Emilio Estevez. Thanks a lot. Bye. Classic. And I don't mean classic as in your submission. Your submission is anything but classic. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a great reveal. You tell us the costume first. You say, who am I? We're... We're pinging all around the place. I mean, I'm just, I'm watching sound waves as I record, and yet my eyes were just kind of going all over. I'm thinking, who is this guy? Great touch on how you'd prepare. Get the hair wispy. 
get that wispy Emilio Estevez hair. Reluctant hockey coach indeed. Of course, we all remember he got a DUI in his Corvette. And, you know, was kind of mouthy to the officer in doing so. Eventually, quits his law firm over his love for coaching. So, what a film up there with Rocky in terms of just, you know, tugging at the heartstrings, you know, and a franchise that gets watered down with each sequel. Boy, you really painted a picture there, Drew. A nice, ill-fitting suit. You know, the only two suits that I own, one I got in 2002, one I got in 2000 and I believe eight or nine, both fit like giant trash bags. I do not have a modern suit. And uh, yeah, <laughs> aside from them being gray, I am prepared to dress as this character. As you all know, my hair, uh, the slightest breeze, and it's just dancing. It's like dandelions on my head. Great submission, Drew. Gordon Bombay. What a name. What a character. I already loved roller hockey when that movie came out, and it made me love it even more. Great trip down memory lane. All right, well, we went south from New York to Savannah. Let's keep going south. Let's head to Guatemala. Let's get close to that equator, shall we? Hey, Sid and all the humans out there. Chris here from Guatemala calling in with my audio costume. I'm going to be going as uh, the dude. The dude abides. Uh, so probably going to find a nice flowy bathrobe. Uh, need to find some sandals, of course, some shades. And besides that, just kind of some dirty shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, of course I'll be rocking a white Russian, uh, just always have that on hand and, uh, yeah, just cruising into the night, having a good time. All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you all say it. Uh, let's all say it together one time. Three, two, one. Happy Halloween. <laughs> that more felt like New Year's, didn't it? Three, two, one. Happy Halloween. And then you kiss someone with a mask on. It's not cheating. Uh, <laughs> Chris, the dude. Classic. This is a dude house, apparently. And, you know, Chris, I'd be curious, as a guy who was willing to dress as the dude in an audio costume contest, do you like the Eagles? The band, of course. Do you like the Eagles? Do you dislike the Eagles? Or are you indifferent? Of course, this is a refuge for peaceful, easy, abiding dudes. Chris, love that you tossed in the word flowy. Uh... <laughs> What can I say? It's, uh, you made a robe sound like a blouse, even just for a few seconds there. And any costume that comes with a built-in drink is fun. It's also dangerous, but probably means you're going to have a wild night. And folks, the way this is shaping up, I mean, this is a party I'd like to be at. Lots of fun stuff, lots of stuff to chat about. All right, thank you, Chris. So from Guatemala... Let's just go straight north. And if you go straight north for a very long way from Antigua, Guatemala, you basically end up in New Orleans. I mean, look at a map. 
it's it's almost a straight shot. Just a little bit of just a little bit of wavering. All right, let's check in with Jim. Jim in New Orleans. Hi, Sid. Hi, humans. This is Jim Yarbrough from New Orleans, Louisiana. And my submission is a character from the 1992 blockbuster hit Wayne's World. The character is Glenn, the manager of the local Stan Makita's Donut Shop in Aurora, Illinois, played by a then young Ed O'Neill of fame of Married with Children, Modern Family, and the 1991 Emmy-winning Dutch. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life is how he starts out when Wayne and Garth enter the, the donut shop and he is immediately in front of the camera. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. Why is it that if a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. Immediately, Wayne Campbell is, hello, what do you think you're doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera, and it goes on from there. To complete this costume ensemble, I'll be wearing a pink short sleeve shirt, a white apron from the waist down. Due to it being the Chicago land area in the early 90s, we only can assume that Glenn is wearing some sort of long trouser under his apron and not shorts. That's it. I'll leave you with this final quote from Glenn in the movie. Well, the world's a twisted place. All right, signing off. Thanks, Sid. <laughs> Dude, yes. Yes, what a little nugget. What What a what a forgotten character. What a forgotten role. Of course, this is right after they're singing, um, right after they're singing Queen in the little car, I believe. They get to the donut shop. Incredible. Did, did not remember that Ed O'Neill was in Wayne's World, despite having watched it relatively recently. I honestly thought you were going to go Rob Lowe. It's a great twist, at least in my mind, Jim. Uh, the outfit. I mean, folks, I'm looking at this pink shirt, and it is a number. This thing has no collar it has no collar it's it's like you know that if you're wearing a collared shirt and you just you know cut the like collar off how it would have that little one inch kind of lip where a shirt meets what what begins to be the collar it's got that it almost resemble resembles a shirt version of a members only jacket it's smooth fabric on the shoulders <laughs> it's like almost like looks like a nice um like a satin and then the the majority of the shirt is very thin pink and white stripes like a salmon almost and then it's got zippered pockets on the breasts and snaps for buttons it's like a it's like a quarter zip you know for lack of a better term you know the buttons go down you know, where there would be a collar, there's a top button, and then there's about three or four buttons that go down. I mean, this shirt by itself is a work of art. You could just wear that shirt and stand out. What a character. What an outfit. How specific. Of course, the apron. And then Jim said he's going to assume, you know, jeans, something long. It is the Chicagoland area, prone to be cold. Second Chicago uh, submission of the day, huh? For, started things off with Pat. Now we're here to Jim in New Orleans giving us a character that takes place in Chicago. Or I guess, you know, Chicago area, Aurora, Illinois. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And I never caught that he's just sort of admitting to like a murder or something like that. 
great. And great use of Wayne Campbell. I forgot his last name was Campbell. All right, folks, going north got us here. Let's continue to go north. Let's go to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Check in on what Forrest is wearing in this audio forum. Hey, hey, it's Forrest in Chattanooga. Just wanted to get in my costume submission before the deadline here. Um, my costume would be uh, green or brown Crocs, um, some dirty white socks. I would wear some jorts, cut off jean, jean shorts, a uh, Han Solo costume shirt with dainty buttons and a flimsy collar, and a truck and sons trucker hat. And I would push around a little kid's plastic green and black. I think there's some yellow on it, the one that my kids used to have. A uh, little toy lawnmower that you push around and it has these multicolored balls underneath a clear plastic dome that uh, get bounced up and down when you push it around. And that would be Truck from Savannah for Halloween. That is my audio submission. I'll hang up and listen. Good freaking God. Another dry spit take. <laughs> Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Forrest is dressed as Truck from Savannah, specifically Truck from Savannah, submitting Han Solo's shirt in Star Wars as a men's blouse. If you need a reference, here it is. I need a judgment. Is this a men's blouse? It's got these dainty little buttons. I mean, you may argue that it's a lady's blouse, but these are on the men's side. We have a nice perma seam. It's flowing. It's not billowing like a blouse, so that's why I need your judgment on it. What do you think? There's even cleavage shot. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Dainty buttons. <laughs> Not a bad impression there, Forrest. Uh, again, imitation is the highest form of flattery. That's great. And, and you know what? This contest is sponsored by Truck and Son. Truck and Son, odd jobs. If you need any kind of work done in Savannah, from bathroom remodels to kitchen remodels to hell, He'll even rake your leaves. 912-596-7879. Any ink is good ink, they say. Give this man a call. The phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Now, here's the crazy thing. I know when this, when this blouse was submitted, I described the video that was sent to me. And I said he was wearing a hat, I believe. And... I don't think I said the footwear. He looks to be wearing Chacos, but Crocs is not a far cry. He is wearing jorts. Forrest, great intuition. And of course, if you'll remember, Truck also, when he was justifying this blouse, he said that one of the qualities of a, of a blouse would be that it kind of makes you cooler. And he said that when he's out 
mowing the grass. It keeps him 10 degrees cooler. Uh, so great ear, Forrest, bringing the lawnmower into the costume. <laughs> giving him some props, giving him some ad props with the truck and son. Trucker hat. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. I, I thought we were just going to have uh, television and movie submissions here. Thank you, Forrest. And honestly, folks, not to pick on my dear friend, Chuck. Great friend. Great friend of the show. Great participant. Uh, that's just funny. A real uh, a real moment in Sydney Hollis show lore. The submission of the Han Solo blouse being used as a Halloween costume. Okay, well, this gentleman lives in New York, but he's from Cleveland, Ohio, which would just be, you know, kind of continuing on our northern route from Chattanooga. So, uh, you know, submitting from Cleveland-ish by way of New York City, he's our boy Brady. You remember him from the show. He's a fashion expert. He helped us define what a blouse was. Brady, take it away. Hey, what's up, Sid? What's up, humans? This is Brady O'Callaghan coming at you with... Uh, my Halloween costume this year. I'll be dressing up as Duke Lelouch from the cinematic classic Bull Durham. And gonna catch him in full superstitious mode. Uh, for this, I'm gonna need to be wearing a red Motley Crue t-shirt tucked right into my Fruit of the Looms briefs. Tidy whities for sure. Uh, I'll be wearing a black garter right over top of this, unbuckled, uncinched. I'm gonna be wearing some uh, knee-high baseball socks, uh, white with the black stripes. And that's it. It's sexy, it's fun. That's my costume. Good freaking Lord. <laughs> Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham. His full name in the movie, I looked it up, is Ebby Calvin Nuke Lelouch. That's four names for a character. Only Tim Robbins could pull that off. Mr. Shawshank himself. Good Lord, Brady. I mean, what a find. What an eye for costumes you have. So, folks, really specific. Yeah, it's when he's, uh, you know, he was told to wear, like, women's underwear or something. Uh, even perhaps Susan Sarandon's, I believe. And yeah, there he is. Red Motley Crue t-shirt. Tidy whities The garter belt around. Kevin Costner's in a scene with him. He's like, that's hot. I'm not kidding. That's hot. <laughs> what a look, Brady. I mean, now that's a commitment. You know, you're in our quilt, you're at our party, and you, my friend, are out there, and I love it. And this is one of those ones, right? I was kind of saying, like, oh, it's kind of fun to go with these weird characters that aren't that aren't mainstream, that aren't headlined in the film. And this guy's a main character in the movie, but this look is anything but part of the movie, you know. Or not part of the movie, but you know what I mean. It's very specific. It's the kind of thing you'll have to explain all night long. Great costume. Just amazing submission. Brady, you're a fashion expert, and, you know, this is why. You know how to nail it. 
All right, let's head back to New York, baby. He's the guy that taught you about a different way to be than to be a smartphone owner. He is Dan, Dan Fox, Dan Fox in New York. Let's check in on what our boy has for us. Hey there, humans. Dan Fox here. So in the first Austin Powers, Austin's walking through a casino and he sees an American tourist and he goes, hey, there you are. And the guy goes, do I know you? And then... Osmer goes, no, but that's where you are. You're there. I'm the, I'm the there guy. He's wearing a kind of Tommy Bahama fedora-like hat that's made of straw, perhaps, with a cool, colorful ring around it. He's got on trousers with the blue belt, black suspenders, but the, uh, the cherry on top is his t-shirt, which is a white t-shirt with a picture, a graphic of a uh, slot machine. And the crazy thing is the slot machine lights are flicking on and off, which is actually pretty cool. Um, so I am, I'm the there guy from Austin Powers and he's, he's good vibes to be honest. Crack him. Crack him right back at you. The there you are guy from Austin Powers. Wow. I never paid attention to this guy. Humans, I'm having a look at him. And Dan's not wrong. Uh, you know, a fedora-type looking straw hat. You could almost say it's a straw version of a Tilly. But don't tell Tilly owners that. They're, uh, they're a pretty wild bunch. They'll come for you. So let's just call it a, let's just call it a straw-looking fedora, shall we? We, we want to pick any fights with the Tilly gang. All right, folks, so this guy's wearing a, like he said, it's a light-up slot machine t-shirt with suspenders. The guy's got a little bit of a gut and then some slacks. Really specific character. Again, it would be such a fun one to be at a party and people asking you what you are all night and explaining it. And I think that's another one of those diagnostic tests that you can give people where... If you're at something and you explain that, and they're kind of like, oh, all right. Or they're like, oh, shit, hell yeah. You know, I can always, not always, but often tell who I'm going to vibe with if they're willing to go somewhere like that with me, if they're willing to, to join me on that journey. But we're finding out a lot of fun, fun characters here. Are we getting new twists on old ones? You know, characters we haven't thought of in a while. Hear about them in a different way. I'm just having fun. I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, well, let's go west. West from New York. Let's stop by by Park City, Utah, shall we? Michael in Park City. Let's do it. Sydney and humans. Mike here, your brother-in-law, um, with your Halloween submission. Uh, I think I'm sporting a pretty big beard right now. Um, so if I was any character, any time and place, um, I would say probably Forrest Gump when he's running across the country, uh, that classic scene where the guy gives him a shirt and kind of rubs it on it and have a nice day, uh, deal. Um, I would, you know, wear some running shorts, typical yellow shirt, maybe a red trucker hat, uh, white tube socks the classic ones with the uh, double stripes at the top and some old running kicks. Uh, hope that's what you're looking for. Um, kind of fun to do this and 
Anyway, bud, take care. Be safe. Be safe, people. That doesn't just go for me. That goes for all of you. Be safe. Watch the fentanyl this weekend. <laughs> a unique take on Forrest Gump. You know, I feel like if you were going to be Forrest Gump, it's very easy to do the tan suit, the blue, light blue plaid, the chocolates. This is going another direction. The shit happens. Uh, the shit happens. Uh, T-shirt in hand the running portion of the movie of course you know you could uh tag along a little bluetooth speaker that's playing jackson brown's running on empty great part of the movie and of course we know jenny is saving newspaper clippings of him all along the way michael in park city mike in park city thanks for the submission folks there was a leaf blower going outside of my window a few minutes ago. It's 9.30 at night. I guess that's all right. And now there's a yippy dog. This will be two nights in a row. There's dogs allowed to yip outside. Well, we'll get through it. All right, let's keep going west. Let's go to Los Angeles. John in Los Angeles. You've heard him talk on this podcast before. Let's hear what he has to say. Take it away, John Brashad. What's up, Sydney? What's up, humans? I'm calling to let you know about my Halloween costume. So this year, I'm going to be wearing a blue hoodie sweatshirt. I'm going to be wearing a red wool neck cap. I'm going to be wearing a polka dot shirt. And I'm going to be wearing gray skinny jeans. <laughs> and this is all so I can dress up as this guy I work with, Kyle. <laughs> you guys probably don't know him. He's just a guy I work with. But trust me, this costume is both accurate and, dare I say, a little scathing. <laughs> Have a good Halloween, everybody. Thank you, John. John in L.A., coming from the West Coast. <laughs> Dressing as his co-worker, whom is not famous and is not a human. I mean, you know, he's a human in the sense that I'm assuming his co-worker is a human. Again, Frizz Beachley raising a brow at me. Uh, <laughs> perhaps much like Forrest's costume, both accurate and, dare we say, scathing. Thank you, John. All right, folks, from L.A. to New York, it's a popular route among the elites in this country. And you humans listening are no exception. You're elite. Let's go first class. No red eye. Back to New York. Here he is. Alex. Alex in New York. Alex French. You know him from the Beach Umbrella episode. This guy had a narrow miss, but he's still with us. Take it away, Alex. Hey Sid, hey humans. I'm submitting myself as the cab driver from Midnight Cowboy. Uh, you know, the one that almost runs into Dustin Hoffman and John Voight. That makes Dustin Hoffman go, I'm walking here. Uh, so for that, I'm gonna be wearing a sort of a green and white plaid button down shirt, uh, short sleeve and uh, jeans. And then I'll be holding my uh, car keys in one hand and my taxi driver's medallion in the other hand. Uh, but what I won't be doing is bumping into anyone because I, I really imagine that's more of a driving issue for this guy. Uh, but that's it. That's my costume. Uh, I'm the cab driver for Midnight Cowboy. 
Another solid cold submission, or shall we say, Taxicab Yellow. Iconic movie. Iconic scene. Jeez. And folks, this one I picked last because it was the last one submitted right up against the deadline. <laughs> Again, kind of an offshoot character. And in fact, I've always heard, always, I've heard somewhere on more than one occasion that that was improvised. That like the cab driver did just kind of like come close to hitting them and that Dustin Hoffman improvised that line. So was this an open New York City street? Is this just some rando? Is this a background actor? Is this, you know, a hired driver for the set that just kind of had to go in a loop? Either way, incredible piece of filmography. Incredible piece of Americana. I'm a huge Harry Nielsen fan. <laughs> the Taxi Cab Medallion. Down with Uber. Down with Lyft. Yellow cabs forever. <laughs> what a submission. Folks, that is all of your submissions. I have a huge decision to make. And what is the prize? Sid, we've done this whole thing without even hearing what the prize is. Well, first of all, the prize is just this amazing quilt we've made for each other. We can picture this in our minds. It's beautiful. I hope whatever you guys have been cooking, you're nearly done. Maybe you're eating it already. I hope that this is getting you through your work day. You're just that much further along in your work day. And if you're on a drive, well, I hope it's made the miles tick by. That's reward and thanks for all the participation. But the big prize will be 14 ounce Yeti coffee mug with the Sydney Hollis Show logo. So you too can Lighthouse Keeper a beer or beverage of your choice. We're coming up on the holidays an insulated mug is great to keep your eggnog cold, your Irish coffees, your wassail hot. Uh, and you know we like lighthouse keepering a beer around here. If you're new to the show, I just feel like a lighthouse keeper would drink an alcoholic beverage out of a mug. You kind of cradle it. You feel like you're finishing your watch. You just finished your watch and you're having a having a little something to, to cool off the nerves out of a mug. Now, Jeff Finelli, good old Jeff from Massachusetts, he was like, hey, what's up, dude? I want to get an engraved Sydney Hollis show freaking Yeti mug myself. And I said, hey, let's pump the brakes. I want to figure out how to get a nice quantity so you guys can, uh, you know, so not just contest winners can get a hold of these. So when I order this mug... I'm going to figure out how to place a bigger order so we can get some out to you guys. Uh, details coming from that henceforth. But this is going to be the coffee variety. The first mug that went out was the 24 ounce. This will be the nice 14 ounce for you. A true, a true lighthouse keeper's beverage holder. So now you know the prize. And humans, there will be a way to get involved, to get a hold of those if you're just genuinely interested. Okay, I've been talking and now I'm actually going to 
stop recording for a second, look through my notes, look back through, listen back through, and make a very tough decision. These were all great submissions, many of them brilliant in their own way, whether it was a great pull of a strange character, whether it was delivery, whether it was spotlighting on one particular thing. I said I would know it when I heard it, and uh, this is tough because I heard it a lot today. So give me a moment. It won't sound like anything to you guys, but I'm about to do some pondering. Be right back. Humans, this was tough. This was tough. From Gordon Bombay to the guy in Midnight Cowboy, Duke Lelouch, Jesse Spano sounding darker than ever, Frank Buffet Sr., Glenn from Wayne Campbell's World, and our own hideaway celebrity truck. Uh, that kind of rounds up your finalists there. And folks, our winner is Ebby Calvin, Nuke Lelouch, Brady O'Callaghan, congratulations. You've won the inaugural Sydney Hollis Show Audio Halloween Costume Contest brought to you by Truck and Son. Odd jobs, congratulations, Brady. You're getting that Yeti mug. Humans, thanks to all who participated. Thanks to all of you who listen. I'll get in touch with you guys about how to get those mugs yourselves. Uh, again, the costume contest was brought to you by our hideaway celebrity. Truck. Truck and son. Odd jobs. If you're in Savannah, give him a buzz. 912-596-7879. Have a great Halloween weekend, humans. Enjoy it. You know, let me know what your real costumes are. Hell, why not? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. See ya.